Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. We have watched two excellent films in a row, and so we thought, Mm -hmm. it's time to see something bad, so immediately I said, let's open up Tubi. Gotta go to Tubi when you're looking for those those ridiculous horror movies. Yes, we passed up so many versions of sharks. They were ghosts, they were in the sand, they were everywhere. And we went straight for the real terror of the beach. The sand. From 2015, not 2014. My immediate thought before we saw the movie was, how can this be a movie? Well, let me tell you that the premise it said was that the sand eats anybody who gets on it. And I'm like, okay, fine, that's scary, but either you're on the sand and you're dead, or you're off the sand and you're fine. So what's the story? Yes. And it turns out I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was less a story about them fighting the sand and more a story about survival while being stranded. Or maybe more a story about two girls fighting over a guy. I mean, there was that too. It actually, like in this moment, this didn't happen while I was watching the movie, but in this moment, I'm realizing that it basically has a very similar premise to Stephen King's book, Gerald's Game, where a woman is handcuffed to the bedpost and then her husband has a heart attack while they're Uh like off in the woods in a cabin somewhere where nobody knows where she is. Yeah. Here's the thing. The thing. You say that, but a different Stephen King came to mind for me yesterday. The Raft is almost identical to this movie. Story of a bunch of teenagers partying out on a little uh, mini dock out in the middle of a lake, which is surrounded by an evil oil slick that eats people. I do not remember this. Was it a short story? Yeah. I do not remember this story. Oh, yeah. It's been made into a movie, I think. Lake Placid. No, that's about an alligator. (laughs) They were stuck on a raft out in the middle of the lake, right? Weren't they? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of a completely different movie. There was definitely a movie that we watched for this podcast probably oh. years ago where they were stuck on one of those little floating like out in the middle of the lake docks and there was something in the water that would like eat them anytime they tried to escape. Maybe that was this Stephen King story. It might be. It was... What if you were trapped and you couldn't get out from where you were? I want to point out, though, when you gave this synopsis, you said the sand would eat anyone that got on it. Yeah. The description actually said the sand ate anything with a heartbeat that got on it. And I would like our listeners to remember that. <laughs> yeah. For later. But... I want to say the movie never told us that. That was just some marketing guy writing some copy who didn't know what he was talking about. Or maybe he knows way more than we do Mm -hmm. about the meatpacking industry. (laughs) That's upsetting. (laughs) 
so as we sat down to record this podcast, you told me that you have been thinking on this movie at length since we watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. This was a thinker for you? It was last night when I was going to bed. I was like, how am I going to discuss this movie? Because it is very unique. On the surface, you've already guessed from what we've told you, this is a movie about teenagers partying on the beach and getting murdered. Like, yes. very classic. But it is not the fun romp that that implies. No. It's deadly serious. Everybody takes it so seriously that even there's a point where a lifeguard shows up and it, I guess he's supposed to be saving them, but he is not. Oh, he's not a lifeguard. He's um, beach patrol. Sure. I know they don't like to be mixed up at all. I'm sure he would not have tried to save them if they were in the water. No, no. I would say he's meant to be the comic relief. He says a lot of things that are legitimately jokes, and some of them are funny, but he says them so angrily and so aggressively that it's not funny at all. So here are the notes that I wrote down during the beach patrol scene. Does the beach patrol guy have a different script than the rest of them? <laughs> yeah. And then I said, does he have a script? Because what it really ended up feeling like was that they didn't tell him like what was going on in the plot of this movie. Yeah. They were just like, you know what? You just show up. These college kids aren't supposed to be here. Your job is to get rid of them. You think they might be on drugs. Okay, if his job is to get rid of them, why didn't he get that girl out of the trunk? Or the guy out of the <laughs> trash, can. trash can. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, he was ad-libbing. It felt like he was ad-libbing. probably true. A very angry, like, I hate college kids. Yeah. I assume they're all on drugs and treat them like trash kind of a guy. It was so bizarre. I thought it was really funny that he basically spent the first half of his whole experience there trying to figure out which drug they were on. He's like, so is that Molly? And now, Who's holding Molly? And now the way you're acting makes me think it's GHB. Like This, this is PCP. This is definitely PCP. It's <laughs> a very interesting theory. And here's the thing. I grew up in rural Minnesota. My family is closely connected to like the medical community oh, you're in connected. our small we're connected baby <laughs> in our small rural Minnesota community. I know and know of a lot of very conservative people who serve in the role of like emergency services. Uh-huh. And even though those same people have like certain belief systems around people who use drugs and, uh -huh. you know, who are hanging out on the beach alone all night long. And, you know, th they would have these same thoughts that this guy might have if they had shown up and found college students trapped on various things. <laughs> one of them stuck in a trash can, bleeding. bleeding. One of them with her fingers literally pinned in a closed trunk of a car. Yeah, being crushed. Like, this was a crisis situation. They would have solved the problems first, <laughs> saved the people, and then been like, hey, guys, so what are we taking? <laughs> yeah. and, and now some of you are going to jail or whatever. Like, it was, there's priorities. It was when he went over to the girl who was trapped in the trunk, her fingers were <laughs> smashed down in the trunk, and he's just staring at them going, yeah, those are really in there. <laughs> right. And he just walks the away. The keys are in the 
trunk. Yeah. All he had to do was turn them and pop it open. Uh, uh, and we should point out that, yes, the sand does eat anyone who goes on it. But the beach patrol guy was safe because he was wearing boots. Yes. And this brings us to what, for me, is the most important conversation around this movie. Oh, yeah. We, ha- we need to have an important conversation about this. He showed up halfway through. Mm-hmm. The test of what is impacted by the sand and how is such a simple one. When the def- <laughs> the, the, the defining factor is, is it alive? Is it not alive? Well, well then we come to the hot dog. <laughs> Why did the sand eat the hot dogs? Because it eats meat. It doesn't eat living. Ah, okay. So whoever decided it was about heartbeats was not the truthful person. So you're saying hot dogs don't have heartbeats? I because that's think what I, do. I took away from this movie that hot dogs contain beating hearts at this point. I think that's really unlikely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was like some Blondie level science. Like she was trying, <laughs> but she was doing very bad science. I think it is appalling that these one, two, three, four, five, six college graduates that's right this was a graduation party couldn't figure out that all they had to do was put something that wasn't meat (laughs) between them and the sand except jonah tried that he he did like a survivor challenge Mm. took two surfboards and like he'd walk on one pick the other one up and put it in front and it was going pretty well until the sand started moving his surfboards from under him. Was while he was on them? Yeah, that's why he got all stretched out and got his tummy licked. Licked by the little tiny sandworms. <laughs> yeah, which is a whole other thing I need to get into okay. at some point. Okay, but that almost makes it worse because they knew, they had learned things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he could stand on the surfboard and be safe. The surfboard might get moved. These are important pieces of information that they could have used to solve their problems. And yet they didn't. And yet halfway through the movie, the guy wearing boots shows up and it's a revelation to them that he can stand on the sand. (laughs) Like, how did these people graduate from college? I I made a note of a a great line from that scene when the beach patrol guy is harassing them. And he's, you know, obviously not believing that the sand is deadly, especially since he's standing on it. Right. And one of the students yells to him, we think it's because of your shoes that the sand isn't eating you. And <laughs> which, which did not go against <laughs> his theory that they were all on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. No, no. <laughs> um, this was crazy. It was crazy. And I guess, yeah, I, I was so annoyed by the fact that these people were in this situation and were doing literally nothing to fix themselves. The montage at the beginning is of them sitting around for hours in the beating sun. Yes. Doing nothing. While Gilbert, we haven't really discussed, he's in a trash can. Gilbert is upright, standing in a trash can. like Because, you know, as a prank, they yeah, stuck him there. They drew a while he penis was on his out. face and stuck him in a trash can. And, I mean, he's trapped in this trash can, and it's cutting his stomach open. Like, he's very uncomfortable. And I don't even know how he slept, even if he was passed out, like... 
you would be awake. Like your body would be hurting and breaking. And he's out there in the middle of the hot sun, just baking and being broken and they're all napping in the car and saying nothing like the the only times he ever interacts with them is when every once in a while they'll remember he exists and be like you okay gilbert and he (laughs) responds with the same profanity each time yes because he's not okay no he's not okay and that's a dumb question He's basically like, F you, I'm dying over here. Every time. Like, that's the only line he has, and he just says it over and yeah. over again. Now, let's get into something from the beginning of the movie. You say they forget Gilbert's over there. There was this really weird thing in this movie. They're on the beach, totally wide open view in every direction. All you see is sand, uh, you know, obviously city in the distance or whatever. An ocean in one direction. Yes, yes. They had that. But everything that's on the beach is in plain sight because it's a beach. It's not like it's a bunch of trees. <laughs> and yet, while I was boggling over it this last night, I could think of at least three, maybe four times where during the course of the movie, later in the movie, they'd go, oh, what's that over there? And they'd yeah. suddenly see something. And not because the movie suddenly put it there. It was there the whole time, but it had never been shown to us because they had never noticed it somehow. Yes. I, they, were, they were the dumbest <laughs> bunch of people. And that includes Gilbert. The, he yeah. was in this trash can, obviously, the entire night. They didn't notice him or interact with him until suddenly he was there. And he's not that far away he's from like, He's like 15 feet away from the lifeguard tower. big dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it was one of the no- things that I noticed was this movie had continuity issues. Yeah. And I have to assume it was a writing thing. Like it's not that the actors weren't like suddenly noticing this thing <laughs> and being like, "Oh, we should make that part of the movie." I, it it was a writing thing. If something wasn't immediately relevant to whatever a particular scene was trying to do, yeah. it ceased to exist. It was just gone. Including Marsha, who Marcia's they all call Duckfeet. Yeah, Marsha, Duckfeet. She was not popular. Oh, there were seven people to begin with. Yes, yeah, you forgot about Marsha, didn't about you? about Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> people forgetting about Marsha is actually the theme of this movie. <laughs> so she's one of the first people to wake up and like start moving around. She's on a picnic table by herself. Uh-huh. Which it turns out is also about 10 feet away from the other people. Yes. So they realize that Marsha's on the picnic table. She wakes up. She's topless, which was the subject of a lot of discussion. (laughs) Because clearly that was more important than anything else. And she's, you know, not feeling well because she had partaken perhaps of a little too much to drink the night before. Perhaps. And she goes to get off the picnic table. And we, and Blondie, the main character, whose name is not Blondie, but... It's Kaylee. We don't learn that until halfway through the movie. I mean, we didn't notice. It might have been in there. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. (laughs) Anyway, we as the watchers and Kaylee as the main character are the only people who have any inkling that there's a problem with the sand. A, A seagull has been eaten. (laughs) <laughs> but nobody else saw it except Right, because it wasn't pertinent to them, so yes. she saw. Yes. So she's, like, trying to tell Marsha not to get off the 
picnic table. But of course, Marsha thinks she's nuts because That's that doesn't insane. make any sense. Yeah. So she steps off the picnic table and is immediately stuck. And it was something watching a topless bimbo character try to do character. I'm not saying the <laughs> actress is character. Try to do that level of body acting that is involved when you're pretending that you are permanently stuck to sand. Yeah. There was a lot of people pretending they were stuck that was problematic. But she's immediately stuck. Everybody's like, what's going on? Why? What do you mean you're stuck? Blah, blah, blah. She starts, she reaches down to try to, you know, her hand gets stuck. Like she's like, Three points stuck to the sand, (laughs) screaming. And then, oh, and uh, there were eight people because Vance tries to go save her, falls on his face, is, you know, being eaten, dissolved from, you know, his whole front half of his body is being dissolved into the sand. Everyone is focusing on Vance as he gets destroyed. And we never talk about Marsha again. There. That's not true, but it's super funny because (laughs) they're like, oh, no, Vance. From the second he starts going into the sand, they're like, oh, no, Vance. They've forgotten why Vance went out there. Right. They never mention her for like 20 more minutes at least. And eventually someone is like, people have died. Vance is dead. And Marsha, too. (laughs) And Marsha, too. But they don't care about duck feet. So <laughs> I mean, who cares about it, duck feet? It literally was like they had co- the the writer of this script had completely forgotten that there was a character out there that was the reason Vance had started to go. Yeah, and it was just like it. I, I don't even know. It was, it was so, so weird that they just didn't care at all. No. it was made more strange by the fact that they were so upset about Vance. Yeah. That they just didn't include her in any way. This movie was a study in juxtaposition. Juxtaposition, it yes. It started hopping between chaotic party scenes of the night before with lots of like typical party, beach party stuff. You know, people drinking too much. F- doing flips. Doing flips. You know, all the things you do on a beach. Mm-hmm. And then it would flip back to very quiet morning scenes of mm-hmm. this completely empty beach covered with footprints and stuff, but like empty, silent, sunshine, nothing else. Yeah. And it would go back and forth and back and forth. Juxtaposition. I think you found the theme of this film. Yes. And here's an interesting juxtaposition between two things that are one thing and should be the same thing. Okay. At one point, Kaylee does a science experiment, which is moronic. (laughs) She hovers her hand over the sand to see the little wormy strings stick up out of the sand and see how high up they reach to get to her Uh hand. Uh And she's smiling when she does this. She's like, ooh, look. When she knows that if just one like touches you, you're stuck and you will be dissolved and that's it. Yeah. But yet she's just like, maybe... I assume this is the right height. Let's try this. No level of concern. No reason to worry that it's a little low. So she does that, and the strings reach like an inch and a half, maybe, trying to get out of her hand, and she can safely hover higher than that. So cool. Then, when Jonah's doing his surfboard stunt, trying to get across the sand, he gets to the picnic table with his arms and his feet are still on the surfboard. He's and like the, planking. Yeah. Them. And the yeah. surfboard gets pulled away from him. So it's a stretched out plank. Uh-huh. 
And the tentacles reach up a good two feet to get to his stomach. Well, I mean, he did. He sagged. He did not have good plank form at first. Well, it's true. He kind of sagged. But we saw them stretch way out. Yes. Yes. And they swiped his stomach. He ends up very badly injured by, turns out these are like poisonous jellyfish tentacles. And if that were the case, everything they did would be impossible. Like being on the surfboard wouldn't have worked because it would have come around the surfboard and got him. And later they try walking on like these thin wooden beams, which is totally fine, apparently, even though an inch and a half of tentacle would have swiped up and gotten your foot. Yeah. I don't know what the plan was for these strings, but they were inconsistent strings. They juxtaposed with themselves. They did. It <laughs> was there was not there was not a lot of consistency anywhere. No. Well, and extra inconsistently, this isn't actually a problem. Later the strings are replaced with big slurpy worms. Yes, and I would have more of a problem with that, except that they did have it kind of transition because it was the tiny little worms, and then there were slightly bigger worms. Yeah, I guess so. And then when Gilbert finally got, like, sucked out of the trash can, it was tentacles. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out that Those tentacles smashed up through the bottom of the trash can, we assume. But they still couldn't figure out how to get them while they were balance beaming across a two by two. (laughs) And they couldn't, you know, they were having trouble getting into the car. They couldn't get into the car. And later, they've got a raft pulled off the top of the beach patrol truck that they go in. You know, the bottom of a raft. Right. Wafer thin. Thin layer of rubber. Yeah. And... Like, it just, it was like, nah, I can't even try that. So the, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But then the tentacles turned into bigger tentacles. And by the end, it's like a giant, like, massive, glowing, phosphorescent, blue, massive thing that's coming up out of the ground. Yes, very scary. And very flammable. And very, very flammable. (laughs) Even though early on... Uh, one of the guys, well, one of the theories is that this is oil, that the threat is oil somehow. It's the government. <laughs> also another theory. <laughs> and one of the guys said, oil doesn't do that, or the quickie lube guy would make more than minimum wage. <laughs> so that kind of shot that theory down. But in fact, it's kind of oil because it's very flammable. Which, is that, that's oil's the, the only flammable thing? That that's was, the definition of oil. That was movie-level scientific <laughs> thinking right there. Thank you. Because <laughs> actually one of my thoughts on this movie, as we were watching it, was like, it feels like 50s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's in that all the characters are super serious about it. Like, mm-hmm. they are deadpan, deadly serious about what's going on, while at the same time it's silly what's going on. And the science in it is almost like hard sci-fi. Like, you know, the people are stupid. They're not figuring it out. But, like, it feels like this was a planned out scientific thing. It feels like reading a 50s sci-fi short story. If the person writing it had read (laughs) a lot of 50s sci-fi but knew nothing about science. I mean, or maybe. the real world but it, in it any way. But it has that feel of like, you know, there's something here. There's a real scientific design to this monster, a plan that makes sense, and we yeah. just don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I agree. And actually, that makes me think 
that there might have been some intention behind that because one of the other things that I noticed was that a lot of the actual violence that happened happened off screen while characters were staring in that direction demonstrating uh, how horrified yeah. they were and Very I even 50s. made the note I'm like this is some like Hitchcock style horror where you don't actually see the bad thing it's just strongly suggested yeah like how marcia died and no one even looked that way or cared right you know so maybe there was some intention there because all of those pieces actually felt kind you know when you think about them it, it feels almost homage then yeah i could see that also one of the hot dogs they threw to measure the distance of this creature which their theory was, let's see how big it is. And they never considered that it could move, which right. I think they were right. It didn't seem to move. It just was really big. Except at the end, it just up and left and decided to swim off to a different yes, city. Yes, it seemed like they had killed it, but in fact, it swam uh -huh. away. But point is, one of the hot dogs they threw got caught by a seagull mid-throw, <laughs> <laughs> which was very comedic. That was hilarious. <laughs> There there are moments throughout the movie that I just made a note of like, I just called them the different kinds of tests. So there was the, the hot dog test. Uh, let me see if I can find the other, the fire pit test. Yeah. Um, there was the, oh, the pepper spray test. Mm -hmm. And then the one at the end where like the, is it gone test? Where she just decides to step on the sand with her bare foot. <laughs> Is that considered because a test? Because she thinks that it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did it in kind of a test kind of way. She was like, <laughs> I think it's gone. And then she like reached her foot out and put it down on that the sand. Was her, that was emotion. That was her being stupid? traumatized. Is stupid an emotion? <laughs> traumatized <laughs> by this terrible event in her life. And now she has issues stepping on sand. Makes sense. Very uh, psychological thriller. This uh -huh. is a psychological thriller. Uh -huh. And also, the surfer guy had come, was standing on the sand right there in bare feet. So she knew, yeah. no, intellectually, she knew it was safe. But could she bring herself to step on sand again? Okay. And this was a breakthrough moment where she did, in fact, step on the sand. Okay. It was tough. <laughs> also, it was funny because her boyfriend died. Oh, car. that's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it is. It's really funny. He died in the car that night. It was so glossed over that I wasn't actually sure he was dead. Like they, right? they she was like holding his hand and she was like, oh. Wait, okay. she and the girl he <laughs> left her for yes. or cheated on her with. I couldn't quite yeah, figure out what they, was going they, on there. Yeah, they reconnected. They were both huddled together, both holding his hand. Yeah. Ugh. And. We're like, okay, are they just like, you know... Are they being supportive of him as he's in his suffering? Yeah, or, or is he just dead? And yeah. it, it turns out he was dead, I, I think. Right? Because the only thing we know is that the surfer dude watches them leave and then looks into the car. And again, like in a Hitchcock moment, has this like look of horror on his face. Yeah. And I'm like, what's, <laughs> what's happening? Me when the beach patrol guy came across... Jonah, laying on the picnic table after having his tummy licked by the jellyfish things, he looks at the tummy lick injury, which is like his it's stomach's bubbly. all bubbly up yeah. and it's, you know, red and burned. And he's like, ooh, pus, that's the most gross thing ever, and walks away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to the hot dog test. Oh, absolutely. So there were all of these very scientific tests. Uh-huh. 
going back to the hot dog test, because I feel like we have to describe it so that our dear listeners will just be able to enjoy it the way we enjoyed it. (laughs) Blondie and her beach party hookup, or not hookup, I don't know. They said there was no hookup. The nerd guy who's in love with her, but that she, you know, doesn't have the time of day for. During the part where Jonah was standing on a surfboard, totally at risk of death, he stopped to have a angry conversation with hookup guy, accusing him of hooking up, and we clarified there was no hookup. Right. And he's mad because he thinks that she hooked up, even though he knows he hooked up <laughs> yeah. with the other girl. Whatever. Okay. Dude. A lot of drama going on by worms. that was way more important than the worms. So Blondie and her not-beach hookup are on a lifeguard stand. That's why they survived. Mm-hmm. She finds hot dogs. Why are there hot dogs? In a drawer in the hot dog stand? Or in the... <laughs> <laughs> There's always hot dogs in the hot dog stand. <laughs> Why are there hot dogs in his drawer in the lifeguard stand? I don't know. Why are they in good shape? <laughs> I don't know. She finds hot dogs. She decides in her infinite scientific wisdom. She was the scientist of the group. To use them to test how far the monster reaches. Mm-hmm. She does this. By flinging it off in a random direction. You say it's random, and I would agree that the first one was random, but all the other ones were in the exact same direction, so they weren't random at all. Wait, except the last one. Except the last one. Which was in the opposite direction, which was toward the sand dunes. Okay, so she flings the hot dog, gets sucked into the ground. Mm -hmm. She flings another hot dog, gets sucked into the ground. Not hook up, flings a third hot dog, it gets eaten by a seagull. (laughs) Yeah. Best part of the movie. (laughs) Fourth hot dog gets flung in the opposite direction. Doesn't get sucked into the ground. (gasps) Ta-da! They never again look in that direction. No. Not once. Not once. once. They they, they do not make any effort to go in the direction where the sandworm is not. And there's a shot at the end of the movie where we see kind of the ground sunken in where they were, which kind of indicates you know, what the shape of this creature was, because theoretically it was burned up, but actually it had left, s- yes. left somehow. And that circle is such that it was about 10 feet away. Yes. The the non Literally, they could have used the surfboards like twice. If they uh-huh. had just put the surfboards end to end and walked on them like a bridge, they would be yeah. out, they would have gone. And the speed that this monster dragged surfboards away was very slow. They could have done this. Yes, very easily. So the science was infuriating in the suggestion that they were doing science and yet the complete ineptitude with which they did it. I mean, none of them had science degrees, maybe. We don't know what their degrees were. I guarantee one of them at least had some kind of science degree. Hot dog science, though? Oh, maybe not the hot dog science. A very specific science. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know hot dog science. It's not fair to expect them to. The other example of them just having the most aggressive ineptitude (laughs) and helplessness is that we have the climax of the movie where she takes the match that she had stuck in her pocket way back earlier, which of course, you know, it zoomed in on her putting it in her pocket. And I was like, gee, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. She gets the matches out. She flicks the match at the 
the tentacle coming at her. They're not at her, like over her. It's like towering, waving over yeah, her. Yeah, not trying to do anything anymore. Once it got big, it was like, it was just I'm like, just I'm saying giant. hi. She flings the match at this tentacle, which immediately goes from not on fire to completely <laughs> on fire. Juxtaposition. Yes. Burns up. It's gone. They do nothing. She and the girl who slept with her boyfriend and her Schrodinger's boyfriend, who may or may <laughs> not be dead at that moment. No, he is both dead and alive. <laughs> yes. They're in the beach patrol vehicle. They just stay there all night. They do nothing more. They're tired from all the monster they fighting. They just wait. They're awake the whole night. Oh, are they? Holding his hand the whole night until Surfer Dude comes up and knocks on the window and is like, you guys all right? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? Nothing. They did nothing. But the monster wasn't dead at, I mean, we know it didn't die, but it wasn't dead after the fire because after the fire was one of my favorite bits when they're all in the car again. I'm not sure how she got back in the car at that point, but I guess whatever. She got back in and it grabs the end of this gigantic 30 foot long tentacle has like little grabbers on it. It grabs the door handle and opens the door, and they like, no, and they slam it shut and lock it. And now they're safe because the door's locked. Okay, I think I must have missed that part because that makes a little more sense that they weren't like, maybe that was it. Like, oh, let's no. do some more science I mean, where we put our hand dangerously close to the... I mean, later she just hops out. Yeah. I know, you said that was a psychological thing. Psychological. Whatever. This is a psychological Whatever. thriller, but... I mean, I think it was a matter of it hadn't burned to death yet. It was still trying to get them, except it wasn't on fire as it was grabbing the door. So it's <laughs> it's a little complicated. I don't know. I don't know. It was a juxtaposition from when it was on juxtaposition. fire. Juxtaposition. Ratings. I was really confused about how to rate this. That's why I was up so late last night pondering the juxtapositions of this film. And now that we've had our discussion, as always, that has really helped crystallize the matter in my mind. And I think it's tough because from what we've said, you're probably thinking, oh, this is so bad, it's good. This is a hilarious movie. And it's not really. It's not that funny, except when the seagull eats the hot dog. That was awesome. <laughs> it's more like watching a 50 sci-fi movie, really. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of plotting and a lot of it is like really boring because they're trapped on the beach and they're just sitting there like eh. but it's it's also like more high quality than you would expect it's like almost decent but not really i don't know it's hard to say it, it doesn't feel like a you know a sci-fi original kind of film like you'd think it would overall though my rating for this film is Two bags of confiscated cell phones out of five. Two. Okay. I wouldn't say it was great, but I did kind of enjoy watching it. Yeah. When you say it wasn't funny, I think... I mean, I agree with you. And I think most people would agree <laughs> with you. I, and many of the people that I know, have really, like, problematic senses of humor. <laughs> Yeah. In the sense that we think things are funny that other people think are very upsetting. I think I maybe found this movie funnier than you did. I found it funny, yeah. but, but not the way I expected. Yeah, yeah. And it did, it had moments of like insanely boring <laughs> times. Like 
There were so many montages of them doing nothing at all. Yeah. Like that was, it was that just, was a dumb idea. <laughs> right. I think it was like, we're trying to show time passing, but I'm like, just, just have the sun move or something. <laughs> like we don't need to see two full minutes where you <laughs> pan from person to person to person showing them do nothing yeah. over and over and over again. Like, I didn't need to see that. It was uncomfortable every time they cut to Gilbert. And I'm like, oh, he looks like he's in a lot of pain. Yes. So good acting there. (laughs) F you, I'm dying over here. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was funnier than maybe you would think. I thought it was funnier in the funnier parts. But then it had these parts that were so not funny. I do think, though, that I'm always on the lookout for the movies that you... Watch over and over again because you have to show them to your friends. Yeah. Where you're like, no, here's the thing. You don't understand how stupid this movie (laughs) is or how bad their scientific process is (laughs) unless you see it for yourself. And so this definitely made it into the category of movies that I would make, like, like make my friends watch. With the precursor of this is really dumb, this is going to be a huge waste of time, but we're going to like talk through the whole thing and make fun of it. You know, Mystery Science Theater It. I could see us doing that with this movie with several different people we know. It just doesn't feel as, you know, insane as a lot of those movies to me. It's different. It's different. I think I think the thing that it really is, it really is their scientific process that I want to show people. I, w- I want people to, to as- experience the hot dog test. Yeah, you want to use this as like a learning, <laughs> an educational piece on how the scientific process does not work. Now, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I found it sort of entertaining. I do um, too. I think I'm going to give it a three because it's a bad movie. It's so bad it's good enough for me to give it a three. What really got me on this movie was the Beach Patrol guy and how his lines, he's played by Jamie Kennedy, who is a comedic actor. And his lines were like legitimately jokes and like it was supposed to be funny, but it was so angry that it wasn't funny. Do you think I had this thought during the movie? I didn't recognize him. I don't know who he is anyway. Like, sorry, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> but do you think that he was like the well known person that they, you know, who somebody knew and they were like, he he was like, I'll do a cameo on yeah. your on your movie. And they were all like, that's awesome. You're so funny. We're not going to like try to write lines for you. Like you just do you. And that's why he came on and it felt like he was ad-libbing because he was. And for some reason he decided to do it angry. Yes. So weird. Anyway, I'm going to give this three bags full of confiscated cell phones. I guess there are definitely people who would be mad they had watched this movie and feel like it was a waste (laughs) of their time. I don't feel that way. And uh, I think it's an entertaining movie. I don't either. I think it's okay. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. So this week's hot political tip, going to keep it very brief. Stay off the sand. No. Oh, okay. The scientific method is important. We need to teach science accurately and thoroughly in our schools because... People like this 
are coming out of our colleges. No, just kidding. No, just science is important, people. The scientific method is a thing, and we should be teaching science. Politicians should not be stopping us from doing that. Yeah, they should not be. So talk to your elected officials about that. That's it. Well, then that's it for the sand, and we'll see all you next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to call your elected representatives about science. Hey! 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 Cheese!